The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! So we all made it out alive from the fucking wretched biker rally that we had in town last week. I just basically didn't go out. That's I didn't either. I just avoided yeah. it like the plague. Yeah. Those people are just not good people. It's been my strategy for a decade, right. essentially. Have we noticed how... First time I haven't had to work it. Have like you noticed? On, right. on Maine. I've right. always had That's to work a... this weekend. I've, I was the first time where I could just literally avoid it. That's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Katie worked it. Not a fan. <laughs> it's <laughs> definitely just... not. Lots of bottled Coors Lights. Well, yep. the, the problem, it's not just because they're bikers, but where they're from, too. We get a lot of bikers from New Mexico. A lot of bikes. So it's, it's like bad on bad. Yeah. Like it's usually it's like ch- cheap people that are also bikers. And have you noticed how like the biker culture, like they seem to be just as douchey. Except they're starting to fly more like Christian related colors. They're always like warriors for Jesus or something like right, that, but they're right. acting like total assholes. <laughs> and you're like, well, they, at least they don't get a lot of those guys don't get fucking wasted and become rude. Yeah. They're, they're just cheap. Like, True. I don't know why they're so fucking. You either get that or you get the weekend warrior CPA guy that has yeah. a new Harley and new chaps. And, you know, he'll throw around dick like nobody's business. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's the guy Rolls that orders Johnny his, Blue. The Can Am Spider, though. You know, he doesn't even call have him rubs. Yeah, but he doesn't even have a Harley. It's like a Can Am Spider with a sidecar for his fat wife. Right. And he still acts like he's the most badass. <laughs> dude on the planet uh but uh so we just had that biker rally but then we hear all this news about the sturgis biker rally where bobby what was the uh stat that you had well i mean i don't i think it's commonly known now i think they're estimating and it's a almost like a hypothetical outbreak of like maybe a quarter million people could potentially be affected by this well they got they did some they did some contact tracing now it wasn't yeah it wasn't invasive contact tracing. They just did a general. So they basically went, okay, this group of people came from Des Moines, uh, Des Moines or something. So we're going to see what it looks like a week after in Des Moines, after these people land back there. And there was upwards of 20% of the new cases over the last couple of weeks Jeez. were and that's like related. Countrywide. And, and yeah. obviously there's going to be a huge swing of percentage. It could be probably as little as 13, as many as 25%. But, and what the but f- it's still a significant thing off of one event. Same thing with the uh, Tulsa rally. Yeah. Like when Trump had the Tulsa rally, they, they were able to contact trace that uh, mm-hmm. through a fucking well, it's huge kinda bump. Harrowing because like those people leave Sturgis and come down because they go rally to rally that's to rally. What, and that's the reason we want to bring this up well, is like, we just had this bike rally. How many of those people came from Sturgis well, and were on I, the I, tour? I'll tell you, I was at, I was at city market. Me and Rex were in there buying groceries. And all of a sudden I hear her whisper under her, her breath, like motherfucker. And I was like, Oh, who did what now? You know? <laughs> so I look around she's, I'm like, what, what's going on? She goes, you see that motherfucker? I'm like, nice. Nah, 
He's got no mask on, full fucking douchebag leathers on Mm -hmm. with a hat that says Sturgis 2020. So, I mean, these are people, they're just, this is what they do. They're retirees, a lot of them, and they float from one event to the other event all year long. That's their hobby. So how, yeah, and so since the incubation period is... two weeks at the top side. So at the top side, so like we we won't see the effects of an influx of Sturgis people. And Lord knows, I mean, what the fuck happens to that virus when it passes through all those busted old ladies <laughs> oh, when it hits, Sturgis when it hits all that it's like, meth yeah, what, what, is this a new virus and... that we'll see what's the virus going to be called oh man I don't uh, know. You, it's the brothers it's, a, it's the brother virus yeah, yeah. yeah. Brovid? Yeah. Brovid Brovid 19 Brovid 19 <laughs> Brovid it's going to be it's going to be a fucked brother. up version of the virus that has poor hygiene compared to the other <laughs> cells that are replicating well, it's, the only, it's the only virus with the domestic violence charge exactly, <laughs> that, that they can actually attribute directly to the virus yes it's not even like the, you're the cool bikers like the one percenter outlaw real bikers it's the douchey bikers and they're the worst. They're the absolute worst. What's with all the fanfare? Like, I've never seen more, like, accoutrements and accessories <laughs> on a grown man. How oh, many man. rings ah, and there's one fucking man. roach clip feathers and fucking necklaces? And, boy, you guys really like your jewelry for as tough as you are. Yeah. You love wearing you some doilies yeah. and fucking go fuck off, It's true. There's only there's one sh- man that beats it, and it's Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is the only one who's more accessoried out than I the I thought you were going to go Mr. T, but that's cool. Mr. T was, but, I mean, doubt, it, but. Mr. T was all around the the cranium area and the neck and the rings. Like Johnny Depp's is everywhere. Johnny Depp's got toe rings on and fucking it's ankle white. bracelets and shit. There's a distinct difference between cool black guy jewelry, <laughs> a la Ghostface Killer, yes, and and Johnny Depp, which is middle aged white man jewelry. Why are there so many skulls? I don't know. Um, but I, I mean, fucking grown men wear turquoise jewelry. Are you fucking kidding Dude, me? Dude, if you're not a Native well, American cultural, and you're wearing sometimes. turquoise, yeah. if I, 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 that's a very important part of Native American culture is turquoise and mm-hmm. with the power of that stone. But yeah, dude, the old fucking, the, the fat girls at the fucking gas station <laughs> sucking down pell-mells with the turquoise rings, dude. Just stop it. With her oh, fucking God. turquoise conch belt. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah uh, they always drive like, like brown escorts, you know, like really obscure. 94 escorts. Yeah. But it's yeah. got a cool old man's got like a scorpion turquoise you know, fucking bolo tie. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Now that's chill, dude. Like, like it's oh, fossilized man. in amber. Yeah. Like that one of those bolo ties. Those hey, chill, David, dude. David Lynch pulls it off. Does he wear turquoise? <laughs> Does he? Well, yeah. Look at what he wears bolos. I know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I he's think a bo- fan that's of the, bolo. the cool guy. Fuck you is the bolo, the bolo tie. tie. Yeah. Cause there are guys that wear it in earnest. Like mm. they actually believe it's cool. And then there's the ironic, Fucking baby gap shirt, bolo tie guy. (laughs) You know, fuck off, dude. So, Aaron, what the fuck are we doing here? What are we doing here? It's a a podcast. It's a podcast. Uh, Three of us get together once a week. This would be called and shall be called henceforth the riskiest of wheels. It is the whiskey wheel, y'all. Thank you for getting back to us. I hope everybody had a great week. And uh, first and and most importantly, let let us introduce ourselves. To my left um, is the lighter in weight. But uh, heavier in <laughs> downs, one Mr. Sean Moriarty, the sweet Reverend Chudinsky. I am, I did, my tongue did feel more swollen this morning. Yeah. And to my left is Notorious Gashman, Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I just um, meant you like pussy by that, by the way. No, it's I just, know. Like, yeah. And I've been doing my best to live up to that uh, <laughs> nomenclature. <laughs> 
Um, to my left, an oddly subdued member of our royal family, yeah. Sir Antonio Brenderas. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 in I'm in I'm in silent mourning. Um, it's the first time in over 20 years I have not seen the opening day game, but I am here for you guys. So it, that's my trade off. I give a little, I get a little. That's well, how this works. And we um, very much appreciate your oh, dude, of course. Well, dude, Bobby this didn't is what see we do. Bobby didn't see a Miami Dolphins first game in the like what? How many years? Two, three years. Three yeah, years because yeah. you're always working brunches. Yeah, I was a fucking brunch. So see what happens. There's always a trade off. You get to watch the Dolphins and somehow you get fucked. If you watch the Dolphins, you got fucked too. Yeah. So, and if I watch <laughs> the Broncos this year, I'm going to get fucked yeah. over and that over was not and a pretty again. game. No. Uh, but we have a listener and Sean. You can point you can go further down the rabbit hole as far as who she is because mm-hmm. uh, there is a history there but i refer I, I i know you refer lovingly to her as damn gina damn gina um and damn gina we got this uh sean put a special order into our our favorite liquor store in town star and they Shout got out a to bottle star liquor. they got a bottle of this uh this wonderful irish whiskey i mm-hmm. it's hard to irish whiskey is so very irish just like irish people are so very <laughs> irish um there's a taste there's an an inherent Irishness to it. And I don't know if you could even put a, an adjective to it, but um, it's called the Writer's Tears or just, just Writer's, yeah, Tears. Writer's Tears. It's a coppered still whiskey. Sean, do you want to, do you have any background on who this damn uh, Gina woman is? I I could go dig around for background, but we pay the chick downstairs to do this for us. So oh, there you go. Carol. What you need, boys? Do you have that blurb on Writer's Tears? Sure do. Writer's Tears is a unique vatting of aged single pot still and single malt whiskey. Distilled entirely from pot still and malt without grain, this is a truly special Irish whiskey. Writer's Tears is triple distilled, non-peated, and matured and aged in American oak bourbon casks. A gold medal winner at the International Spirits Challenge in London and one of the highest rated Irish whiskeys in Jim Murray's iconic whiskey bible. That comes from WalshWhiskey.com, boys. Thank you, baby. Thanks, babe. Girl. There's some interesting stuff in there. I mean, you mentioned the you felt like this had more similarity with the Bushmills style. Um, and that's right there. It's triple distilled, which is that's that's what that is their calling it. card. Yep. You know? Which is weird because for being triple distilled, it still has a ton of caramel and viscosity. It mm-hmm. hasn't mm-hmm. stripped out a lot of that barreling. Um, but yeah, the famous thing is Jameson versus fucking Bushmills, Protestant versus Catholics mm-hmm. or, or vice versa, actually. But this is definitely more on the Protestant side of things, yes. being more more tied towards Bushmills and Jameson. Um, I, I like I always like to put it in context in, in when it comes to this stuff without getting too heady or ephemeral. But this is basically Bushmills if it was really, really good yeah. in my mind. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's got all those characteristics, the honey, the barreling, the caramel, the vanilla. It doesn't read the hot fruit at notes, all. man. I do get some of the fruit notes. I get a mix of red apple and a really light tinge of, of pear and apricot. Apricot. And, and there's stone fruit in it, which it really, honestly, like there's those that we always joke, right? This is bourbon. Oh, uh, like oh, it tastes like caramel and, and vanilla. Oh, so it's bourbon uh, or it's whiskey. So there are definitely through lines through all this spirit across the board, whether it's Irish or Scottish or there are through lines through it. But like I said, this just tastes like a very elevated, refined Irish whiskey a la Redbreast. Yeah. Um, to me. Yeah. It's, I think it's a little bit more dynamic than bread red breast though. And part of why red breast is what it is, is that the flavor profile is a lot more smooth and there's less stuff that jumps out at you. Mm-hmm. I like that. This one has a little bit more of a bite it, I, uh, and it's way less expensive. Uh, this is only 47 95. Um, well, red breast 12 years about the same price. It's when you get into the 18s and 21s when it goes to the fucking yeah, the 21 goes 
elevated. 21 is like 115 is or 18 okay. bucks. Yeah. But that also is considered, that was whiskey of the world, what, three, four years ago? Something like that. Mm. Like it's got so much street cred that they can charge what they want for it. But right. this is dude, good, good, good on you, Gina. Gina, um, Gina Giovanetti. Thank you so much for suggesting this. And for two weeks in a row, you gave us something of value. Is she told us about the book last week. Oh yeah. And the whiskey this week. We were trying to do the whiskey last week, but we just didn't have it in town. So well, much ask to your sh- local provider to try to get this for you if you can't get like it. Like I said, much to Sean's uh, credit, he got his foot in the door and ordered a bottle of this, and I'm glad he did because I've never even seen this before. So no. I love the name chill. too. Like the it's, it's, it happens so often that we see one that has great branding and a cool name, but then it sucks. Like the knot. Yeah, like the knot uh, has such a great bottle and such a great logo, and the fucking <laughs> shit tastes like butterscotch buttholes or blackened. Yeah, it's cool to have a, the whole package here. And yeah. so it was Walsh Whiskey makes this, and it looks like they only make two whiskeys. It's this and another one called the Irishman, which so, is a CGI'd <laughs> Irish whiskey. It makes it look younger. Yeah, makes yeah. It look, right. CGI it makes younger. it look younger. <laughs> um, but I, I dig it, man. Now, you guys got any thoughts? I mean, it's just like I say, I don't know if you have anything to, to add to the flavor profile, but for it's 80 proof, so it's not hot. And boy, it, it, it doesn't drink hot whatsoever. whatsoever. This is, this but not t- cloying. At mm. all. It's not sugared. Yeah. It's not like super candy barred in your mouth. It's still got some still got some lift to it. It just happens to be a little bit rounder and less angular than, than mm-hmm. its Irish counterparts. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a nice Irishman that used to beat his wife, but now he doesn't because he went to therapy. He found doing Jesus. a lot better. Pairs well with Dyer Dr. Pepper, probably from uh... – <laughs> I was going to say Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> little Code Red? Yeah, a little Code Red, baby. I don't even know what that Dude, is. Dude, what is, what is the flavor of Code Red, by the way? I'm pretty sure it tastes like no, brake it's like fluid. A, no, yeah. it's supposed <laughs> to be. No, don't they say it's a flavor, though? It, it's. I think Isn't it's it a mix of like – it's supposed to be like a really sweet, almost like grapefruity – like a very, very really? sweet grapefruit. Like, have you ever had uh, ruby red grapefruit juice that's just made from sugar and doesn't actually have any real juice in it? Right. Ocean spray. Got yeah, it. Yeah. I think it's a mix of that and and poverty. I, I don't know. I, is an ingredient. I'm pretty sure. Sure. Incel. It tastes like incel. Um, hopelessness. Just, yeah, definitely hopelessness. Uh, but hey, good on you. It, this bottle's not cheap. It's almost 50 bucks. You're paying for it. But I will tell you, if you mix this with something... Other than itself or ice, you're a fucking communist and you should probably just murder yourself because <laughs> this does not need any help. It does not need help much, at, all. at all. As much as we like to kid about diet burks. Uh, and you, remind me, you remind me of my dad so much because that was his go to is if somebody disagreed with food or drink things, always immediately a communist. Yeah. Like for when, sure. when Scott, Scott, shout out to Scott, came to my house and wanted a pasta with no sauce on it. My dad called him a communist and it was an awkward dinner from there. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. I no, know. but great, great. Also uh, on point. Yeah, it is on point. He didn't even put butter or anything point. on it. I was like, if he put butter and Parmesan or something on it, maybe some right. black pepper, that's I get That's actually it. a thing, though. Yeah. Like, that's okay. Yeah. But no, you dry pasta eating fuckers out there. You're, yeah. What's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> but we, we alluded Bikers, to a little, dry pasta eaters. Right. This podcast not for you. Not for okay. you. Um, they, they, they don't know how to make a podcast happen on their phone. They probably <laughs> fucking losers. I don't work uh, on this cricket phone with the extra big buttons. No, they got all the. They got a ton of money, so they have nice phones. But they got to ask like their their fat girlfriend to work it for them. Honey, <laughs> make the camera go. Um, Try yes. to get this TikTok out. It's I'm, about I'm, masks. I'm tic tacking. All I can see is my own face, and it <laughs> looks puffy. 
<laughs> Something's wrong with this phone. I why do, why do right. faces look so puffy in those reverse camera things? Like, I don't why know. haven't they fixed that? It I makes have you no look idea. like. The well, they have all the crazy filters to make you look like a you're a princess. Yeah, to make you look completely different than all yourself. Right. I'm not big on dating sites and all that, but can I just. If, if you have a filter on your dating profile Most picture, of them do. then you're out. Yeah. You well, don't deserve to get laid. It's one thing when you soften stuff a little bit. It's another thing when you have fucking a crown and giant anime eyes with butterflies <laughs> shooting out of your yeah. asshole. Right. Yeah. That's not a good film. Your little cute yeah. bunny nose. Your and your butt- oh, Stop it. The soft yourself. focus. I'm like, I look at people's Instagrams and I'm like, everything looks like a screenshot from this week's episode of Days of Our Lives. Like and, super soft focus. Like, And honestly, the only thing you are is the third victim of the next serial killer right? at that point. Exactly. That's all you are. Thank God. Um, so I like think, we said before, though. We're huge football fans. You guys way more than me. You guys follow the sport more. I kind of follow my team, and then, and then I I follow whoever fantasy players I've drafted. Sure. Is pretty much how I follow the rest of football. Well, you're more indicative of the regular football watcher than yeah. like most people. Like that, you watch it, and or a lot of people will pick it up halfway through the season when it starts to get interesting. But it, that's a beauty of football. Only 16 games, mm-hmm. so everything counts. And it's not like baseball where you're just waiting and yeah. waiting and waiting. Um, it didn't seem long this year with six. 60 games it still took an eternity for Jesus, baseball right i know dude um but but no it's it's going to be an interesting season i don't think they're going to asterisk this season i mm-hmm. thought they might but it seems like even without the fans there's enough noise in the stadium where it feels like there's a game going on. Like I don't some I some people get fans, fan. though, right? There was fans at the they're, Kansas City game, which right. blew me away. Right. I was no, like, what the it fuck depends is on the state? Like in Louisiana, they're going to let fans in the Superdome, but it'll be mm-hmm. limited. It's like twenty five depends on state to state capacity is yeah. what I'm hearing. Like that's what I'm hearing. They're going to let. Like I heard that this week uh, they're not going to let fans in in Denver, but for week three. They're going to let fans in. And I was like, the first thing I thought about, I was like, why even advertise that if for sure they're just ra- like doing a lottery with season ticket holders if they're that low a capacity, right? They're not just selling tickets to people. No, I, 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 but I think if they do their due diligence and do the temperature and space it and all that, yeah. actually, th- when you think about it, fucking they can charge fucking anything they want if they do mm. that. Like there's only yeah. what, 2,000 seats? You better believe everybody's paying 500 bucks a ticket. So yeah. it's going to be a thing now. It's going to be some sort of velvet rope situation. I don't know. How many states are allowing that? Like only like six or seven. It's a handful. Something like that. Yeah. It's not a lot. Not I a heard lot. five stadiums. Five really? stadiums. I know there was a lot of opinion that maybe that should have just been on across the board. Either like if if one team can't have fans there, then no teams have fans. Well, it's fans. because every – I kind of tend to agree with that. Yeah, but all the, restrictions, all the restrictions are different based on the different guidelines. Like, state, like, like state we're here. State. We're trying to get from the safer at home phase to the protect your neighbors phase so that we can mm-hmm. have a little bit more open stuff. But depending on the city and how many cases they have and shit, there's no way they could do an all-league Right. The, to hand down one decision unless they make that decision. No, absolutely not. And do you think that they, they need to make some money? This is and I knew that this season was probably going to happen because the NFL will do anything they can to make their money. They will make sure oh, yeah. that they make money. Well, they have to. I mean, I mean, even even with how little the salaries are and comparable to baseball. Mm. Where those fucking morons get paid thirty five million a year to do yeah. nothing to pitch um, once every pitch, five days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, these guys are literally putting their lives on the line and trying to eke out an extra million bucks a year. But that being right. said, they're still going to have to get a return on their investment. A yeah. lot of it, a lot of these guys, you know, they make their money in mar- merchandising. T- sure, gate sales are big, concessions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but. Dude, merchandise is a huge mm-hmm. part of what these yep. guys do. And their do. TV deals. So the TV I've, deals makes a shitload of money. So as long as they have that, sure. they're doing well. Amen. And of all the organizations on this planet that can take a hit and probably still get up and keep fighting after this, 
it's the NFL, so it's hard to feel bad for them, really. And so when I see I them loosening some of the restrictions, I'm like, is it worth it? Is it worth it to have something happen and to shut down a right. season or to shut down a couple games? Because what, the, like you said, it's 16 games and the season they don't. There's a reason that they don't reschedule for weather like they do for right. for. It, it creates huge logistical problems when they have to reschedule games. So what the fuck happens when that happens? I don't know if you've ever looked into like how the NFL, what, like when we say, Oh, it's the NFL. It's such a fascinating thing to look at what the NFL really is. Mm -hmm. Cause like the NFL is a non-for-profit that has some sort of governing power over a uh, for operations. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. weird. Because what you have is 32 for-profit private industries. And when I say that, NFL, di- I mean the ownership. No, no, I know. Yeah. For sure. But it's just not – and I just like kind of piggybacking on that. It really is a fascinating – It's crazy. You, you know, you have 32 owners that own, you know, these – every team being worth, I don't know, three Billions. to five billion yeah. dollars yep. per team. You know, like a team like the Cowboys probably being at the upper <laughs> end of that. <laughs> they're, they're, the most, they're the most I think valued they, uh, sports team. Is it because their stadium costs like a hundred billion dollars? <laughs> no, right. it's the merchandising. It's, oh, it's the sales. merchandising. It's, it's, and it's, it's because the they're so are. universally loved. Yeah. America's uh, team. Reviled. Well, uh, worldwide, there's a bunch of people that love them. The fans of America like the Cowboys if they watch in other countries because the NFL has also been getting huge in Europe and in Asian countries now too. It's starting to really spread throughout right. the world. It was like Aaron's band. Big in Japan. Big in Japan, brother. Huge in Japan. I'm big in Japan, all right? <laughs> but, you know, you have 32 different owners, and they all have different opinions, and all of them are a little, you know, it's interesting to listen to them talk about each other and talk about how the NFL actually governs this thing, and then mm-hmm. you deal with the but, union, which is the players organization, mm-hmm. association, association, association. Um, you but know, it, and, and it, how that all plays together. And so the NFL's be, main job is to act as a liaison, governing, essentially, between those two. It's a like governing the, body. It would yeah. be like the Red Cross overseeing uh, the health system. I think I've heard that's that before, but I don't think I, as a, like an older adult, I've actually processed that that's how the NFL is structured, and don't which is unique wrong. from all of the other organizations. It's pretty, it's pretty right. corrupt and fucking cheeseball. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's yeah. a reason why Goodell fucking is friends with everybody. Yeah. It's not because he's a fucking hardcore fucking, you know, hammer fucking fisted guy. And so with that structure, is when we talk about the NFL and the stuff they're trying to do to look better for social justice this year, and we'll talk about later, mm-hmm. Bobby's got something to share with everybody. Um, but uh, it's it, so the NFL itself doesn't have a whole lot of power to actually try and change anything. It's the ownership, the owners of the teams ultimately, who have all this buying power ultimately. and lobbying power with where they want to put their money. Yep. They're the ones that are responsible for actually enacting any kind of change well, rather than maybe just some pageantry. They, what happens is the NFL the NFL suggests policy. Yeah. But the the, the owners have to vote on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. So they yep. so like for instance, and we'll get into what Bobby's video that he played for us the other day, which was pretty fucking awesome. Um, but when they decided to do uh, the the traditional national anthem and what's considered the black national anthem, um, when they decided to do that, that had to get voted on. Um, but within the context of that, which Bobby will talk about more with his team, just because they're playing a certain thing doesn't mean the team has to necessarily do a certain thing. So whether you're locking arms in unity or fucking being or or you know, taking a knee or not doing anything at all, or just whatever the case, or, and I'll probably throw that into Bobby's corner by virtue of what his team is doing, which Mm is pretty, was pretty impressive. Um, and I think a really strong message just for an individual body to take this upon themselves. Yeah. I mean, we've seen teams and I, I didn't see a lot of the opening ceremony stuff, but I did see like two or three of the teams and, and it was pretty similar to what was going on in Kansas city, 
where they, they were doing some unity demonstrations during the Black National Anthem, that kind of thing. There but, is. And, the, the, and the, the crowd booed during that segment. During the and KC game. I feel like that's been spun just well, a little bit because— why? Because the Chiefs were on the field for the National Anthem, but the Texans weren't. When the Texans ran out of the – after the National Anthems, the Texans ran out and immediately started locking arms with everybody. So really, it's mostly the crowd booing them because the, they weren't so you're able to the, boo them until the moment they ran out. You're saying they were booing the team and not the moment. Yeah, they weren't booing the moment. I think they were booing the team, but it's being spun as like the Kansas City fans booed I unity. I still think right. it's bad form. I think it's it bad, is form. bad form. It and is audio, bad form. And the audio goes through the National yeah. Anthem. I mean, there's people – Booing right. throughout but the, the booing, whole the booing thing. starts when they start running sure. out of the. As soon as they start so running out of the locker me, room. Speaking of that, Bobby, before you throw to your video, which I think it's super dope. Um, what do you guys actually think they were booing? Is it as easy and simple as uh, you know? Is it the same people that fucking go to a Trump rally or booed at Cap- Kaepernick taking a knee? Is it that sort of sense of where it feels like very? Uh, covert racism or do you think they're what do you think they're booing actually do I they think know? that it's more I think it's less I think that there's probably some people that were booing the unity thing there's probably a handful of them but I think for the most part like normal we all boo the opposing team when they run out of the locker room but usually it's before the national anthem yeah they do their warm up and you boo when yeah. they come out onto the field and when they run out so as soon as they ran out of the field but they, they already them. warmed up so they already had their boo but you always boo when you introduce the team you always boo when they run out the opposing team when you're yeah. in a home game. No, I get it, but it doesn't. It usually ends when the national yeah. anthem. But happens. and then, <laughs> but if, me, I would have been like, if they're doing this pageantry of this very like unity centric thing, I think that I would have been like, what's everybody booing for? We got to be a little. But that's just me. I'm a little more have a little more anxiety about like, am I going to look like I'm a racist well, piece of shit because. And I guess that this starts to ask the question is like, how do people actually feel about the fact that we're doing these two national anthems? That's where I'm yeah. getting with this. Sort of. What I would call it's kind of a song and dance, not to be too on the nose with it, um, rather than just coming out and having a strong position from 32 owners saying, if my kids want to kneel, they can fucking kneel and I support them, period, we're done, move on. That which uh, to me, that's the way it should be. But you have the Jerry Jones of the world that are never going to have that position. Yeah, honestly. And I think it's pandering. You got Kraft. Kraft. The biggest owners in football, Snyder, Kraft. Jones firmly will be voting one way come November 3rd. Let's just say it that way. We know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to vote for their interests and their mm-hmm. interests lie in less taxes. Well, and, and we're getting ready to talk about my team, which is the Miami Dolphins, which is unfortunate. And <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, I mean, they have an owner that has done million dollar fundraising yeah. events mm-hmm. for Donald Trump. He's an owner of action. You know? He's one of the owners and he's one of how many that are actually giving a shit about well, this in the, the right the, way. The thing about Stephen Ross is I think you're right. I think he will probably cast his vote for Trump when it comes right down to it. Amen. But he has also been very, very strong and staunch when it comes to the young men that are on his team mm-hmm. and saying these guys have a right to do kind of whatever the fuck they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's the difference, Bobby, is your guy may personally feel one way, but he's putting his money where his mouth is by virtue of his employees. Yeah. He's backing his employees. Yes. He's yeah. not he's not he's not hurting them based on his personal and, opinion. And that leadership uh goes right down the line. Because then you gotta I mean, first of all, you have the only team in the National Football League that have um um, two black men in positions of such high power as a general manager and a head football coach. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of other black general managers in the National Football League, mm-hmm. but to have 
uh, an African, you know what I mean? Um, although Brian Flores is not African-American. I can't remember exactly where the fuck he's from. Now it just escaped my mind. Is he Caribbean um, or some shit? Yeah, 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 some shit like that. <laughs> and uh, and he's a, also, he's just a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Um, so he comes out in this video that the Miami Dolphins just released. This mm-hmm. is their commentary and their reasoning behind their decision to simply not take part. Yep. We're not going to be out for the anthem. We're not going to be out for the black national anthem. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in the fucking locker room. Maybe we'll be, you know, and what I've heard in private is they're saying like, they're going to be in the locker room having a silent prayer, or there's going to be something else going on that they're going to do as a team. They're going to yep. have their own like team unity mm-hmm. and just not take part in this like bullshit, like pageantry. I, we keep using that yeah, word. It's pageantry. Well, let's hear what these guys have to say. Is it authentic? That's the mystery. Or is it just another symbolic victory? Now there's two anthems. Do we kneel? Do we stand? If we could just right our wrongs, we wouldn't need two songs. We don't need another publicity parade. So we'll just stay inside. Until it's time to play the game. Whatever happened to the funds that were promised? All of a sudden we got a collapsed pocket? The bottom line should not be the net profit. You can't open your heart when it's controlled by your wallet. Decals and patches. Fireworks and trumpets. We're not puppets. Don't publicize false budgets. Ask the pundits and we shouldn't have a say. If you speak up for change, then I'll shut up and play. If we remain silent, that would just be selfish. Since they don't have a voice, we're speaking up for the helpless. It's not enough to act like you care for the troops. Millions for pregame patriotism. You get paid to salute. Lift every voice and sing. It's just a way to save face. Lose the mask and stop hiding the real game face. So if my dad was a soldier, but the cops killed my brother, do I stand for one anthem and then kneel for the other? This attempt to unify only creates more divide. So we'll skip this song and dance. And as a team, we'll stay inside. We need changed hearts, not just a response to pressure. Enough. No more fluff and empty gestures. We need owners with influence and pockets bigger than ours. To call up officials and flex political power. When education is not determined by where we reside. And we have the means to purchase what the doctor prescribed. And you fight for prison reform and innocent lives. And you repair the communities that were tossed to the side. And you admit you gained from it and you swallowed your pride. And when greed is not the compass, but love is the guide. And when the courts don't punish skin color, but punish the crime. Until then, we'll just skip the long production and stay inside. For centuries, we've been trying to make you aware. Either you're in denial, or just simply don't really care. It's not a black-white thing. Or a left-right thing. Let's clean the whole bird, and stop arguing about which wing. Before the media starts wondering and guessing, they just answered all your questions. We'll just stay inside. It's it's powerful shit, and they're, the, I love how they're calling it a pageant, but almost it's so pandering to me, and it it cry, it seems neo Jim Crowish to me. Like here's your separate but equal anthem. It's like we don't <laughs> want a new anthem. We don't need a new fucking water fountain dipshits. What we need is real change, like they're talking about. Right. And I think it's and they're they're not saying it's that bad, but the more I think about it, I'm like this reeks of Jim Crowish type shit right. to me. Let's oh you know what? Instead of of figuring out any root of any problem, if we just give you your own anthem and then we have everybody lock arms everything's going to be okay well you know the the saddest part about that is the fact that i think the saints defense watched that video and stayed inside during the first drive because <laughs> um, if you're aaron's watching on his phone right now because uh yeah. brady just went 87 yards on my ass but Whoa. anyway um was it to godwin because i got him on my fantasy no, dude. Team. brady took it in himself of course he did because he's a cunt <laughs> um but anyway 
Uh, good for you, Tommy. But no, that's super powerful. I think that it's really difficult to put into perspective things when you want more and then they give you a little bit. It feels like you're being shitty beating them up for it. It's that whole little too – this is too little too late argument. Yeah. This is actually the wheels of change changing and it's slow and it's not effective a lot and it feels like it's less than what it could be. But when you flash back to two, three years ago when Kaepernick – or five years ago when Kaepernick lost his job because mm-hmm. he simply took a knee. Holy shit. That's you five look, years ago. You look at what's happening Jesus. right now. With, now, I mean, I, I don't want to make it seem like he was some sort of like messianic character doing that. But it, it, you can see that those wheels turn slowly. But look at then and look at now. And at least there's some sort of acknowledgement of the problem and understanding that something needs to be done. I mean, it, 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 yes, I want more, but you can't also beat them up for trying trying to do some shit finally, right. even though right. it's a lot of years behind. Right. I get it. But yeah. like Goodell should have had a state this the statement he came out with a month ago or two months ago, whenever it was, I mean, should have happened. happened. Immediately. He should have backed his players. He should have backed his players. He should have backed and his not players. listened to the administration tell him he should lose his job. Yeah. He's a the problem is you have 32 but, but, billionaires telling I couldn't, you. Amen. I couldn't believe right now when you said that. I couldn't that put it into perspective that it's been five years since that shit happened. And so we have seen definitely a more heightened awareness of the injustices in this country now. But still, the NFL took. And the owner, sorry, the ownership who votes on everything took their sweet ass time. They did to because do. they didn't want to this hurt is, their pocket. I would have loved to have seen this chapter where they started talking about this shit and putting people's names on the back of their jerseys and their helmets. I would have loved to have seen that three well, years ago on, and see them doing something real. Honestly, right it took something with a very powerful players association. The NFL's players association doesn't have as much uh, leverage as the NBA does. Yeah. The NBA, the players are the players and that's it. Like the, the ownership kowtows to the players in the NBA. NBA, and they were really the vanguards when it came to this, uh, whether it was de- declining to play, uh, whether it was wearing different names on the back of their shirts, mm-hmm. like they they were doing it regardless. They were yeah. like, that's cool. How about we do this or we don't fucking play? Yep. And the NFL, with as big as the teams are and the rosters are, a guy like a, a guy like a Tom Brady or a Cam Newton or, or these superstars, them being gone doesn't eliminate the play. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron James not playing big fucking deal. Huge. You know, James Harden not playing that's big 20, fucking deal. That's 20% of your roster and, in numbers. And, and but usually 40% of your scoring. Yeah, 60% of your <laughs> yeah, scoring. Totally, especially when it comes to James Harden, you yeah, know? like yeah. So it's a little bit of apples and oranges. Unless it's the playoffs. Yeah. Unless, well, <laughs> he's never... Basketball he's, jokes. <laughs> he's never made a playoff he's enjoyed, has <laughs> Take that, James Harden. Yeah, take that beard. Uh, um, apparently, James Harden spent one... $1 million dollars in one night in one strip club where they retired they they did a ceremonial retiring of his jersey in the strip club <laughs> he basically fucking that's lives chill. there uh, yeah and he dropped chill. a mill you know what he's and i don't know what this word is so i gotta ask carol carol yeah hon what is the uh what's an antonym for clutch <laughs> It says right here, the antonym for clutch is James Harden. <laughs> oh, Carol. I guess Holy shit. Merriam-Webster knows their shit. Boy, she, really, <laughs> she really brings that funny when she needs to, doesn't she? No. <laughs> when her fucking breath is and smell like smoked good and tuna. Just saying. Uh, well, yeah, that was but, cool. I, I appreciate you guys letting me kind of like indulge myself on that a little bit. No, was, that's great. You know, even though today was like, like the best opening day football game 
Um, the it's Dolphins game one, dude. A it's... little more competitive, actually, than I thought they were going to be. And that was the second best thing I've seen out of the Dolphins in the last twenty years. It was a th- and the first three is point Ace game. <laughs> it was a three point game halfway into the fourth quarter. That's true. So it was. It was not as bad as it looked. I'm just joking. Yeah, right I'm now. just wondering they're, when they're going to put two out. Um, yeah, because th- Fitzpatrick if, is if, not okay. If Fitzy would have thrown that third pick today, I think they he might have. He would have sat him. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I don't yeah. really want. I don't want to see two all year. Yeah, but really? you know, they, nope. they may get too much pressure and do it. Yeah, but will. you know, um, that's the one thing about the NFL. Unlike, like the NBA, it's cute. You can put them in for three minutes a game and let them taste it. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that in the NFL. You no. can't just kind of put this quarterback in for a little bit. No, exactly. Like he's got to play significant downs yeah. and drives to get. Well, any shit, experience. we've seen what happens when coaches do that though, and it's a fucking disaster. Uh, Not always. Whether, whether whether it's they whether well, there's the difference between the ones who are rotating through them on like on purpose, and it was set out at the beginning of the season. We're going to go back and forth, but it's when they just keep pulling guys and putting in new guys and not keeping anybody for at least three or four games is when you see problems. Right? Well, yeah. that's I mean, but there are teams that are that's what they do. Like that, they, but they're notorious <laughs> Isn't for that it. The Jets, Zemo, like the Browns. Um, so anywho, any hoozle. Uh, yeah, we're excited. It is football time, um, and we won't. We won't. We. I promise you guys. Going forward, the weeks that come, we might. We might uh, drop a dime or two on what's happening, but we will not go down this rabbit hole again. I promise you. I know this is horrifying for some of you, but this is who we are. So fucking deal with it. If you don't like it, go listen to fucking Rogan in Austin. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> with his weird UFO studio he has. I don't like the studio. Strange. The studio looks stupid. I just don't like the back. I almost thought it was a green the screen. Red. Yeah, it's it's rough. I kind of like the, I like his old one. And I'm like, I get you're trying to do something different, but it looks kind of weird It looks stupid. like a Sith's hideout. And it's so red. It's going to change people's emotional states as they go in there. It's going to be weird for people and it's going to change the dynamic of his conversations, I think. And that's how odd the space is to Maybe me. Maybe he wants it. Maybe it's, you know, the colors are soothing or If he wants to have a real good podcast how about he brings somebody else with him into one of those fucking tanks and they just have a chat floating in the fucking sensory deprivation well, tank. i mean not for nothing sean but i think he has a real good podcast <laughs> <laughs> you know what joe rogan know. needs to be successful I, yeah, exactly you tell joe, joe what he needs here's a tip here's yeah. a tip you little bald ninja turtle looking motherfucker <laughs> i'm in i'm in online marketing i know my business i know my shit all right and he, speaking of marketing Carol did say that we had a hail mary of a sponsor come in because we weren't going to have one. I thought one. we locked up that other thing. No, we were. We had that one thing locked up, but it turns out that they listened to our podcast beforehand, and when that happens, they <laughs> say no. Dude, what did I tell Carol about actually giving them access to the podcast? I know, and telling or them telling them what it. it is. She's supposed to say oh, that it's our parent it. company. Don't we have that fake Clear Channel link? We I try. Out? No, it's. I just sent them straight to the United Way site. And then they go, oh, this is their good people. And then they just stop. <laughs> Actually, in a weird way, we kind of are a united way sort of <laughs> under the umbrella when you think about who we are as people. And now, a word from our sponsor. Attention, brothers and lady brothers. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with Brovid-19 after the catastrophic Sturgis outbreak, you may be entitled to compensation. Hey, man, we're not telling you got to keep your bitch at home. Or wear some mask like a f- it. Just because you got an ass full of some commie f- virus don't mean you gotta betray the brotherhood, brother. Upwards of 20% of new coronavirus cases in the United States have been attributed to gangbang-related transmission at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Call us now if you are experiencing any of the following symptoms. Dizziness, shortness of breath, dry mouth, more teeth, a sudden unwillingness to do cocaine, loss of stretch marks, a respectable job, seeing your kids, or reading. Please don't wait. 
Call the law offices of Daryl, Daryl, and Daryl for compensation now. 1-800-BAY-TUCKY. Once again, that number is 1-800-BAY-TUCKY. Many, many successful. <laughs> Um, I'm, I don't. I'm, I don't know how good I feel about that sponsor. I, um, yeah. I mean, we need our money. We need to pay the bills here. But that's. I don't like them fancy n- lawyer types. Not my favorite sponsor we've ever done. Uh-uh. I'm I just saying. If From some a, virus cuts a swath through uh, America's biker population, yeah, someone's got to fall on that grenade. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So voicemails happen. So we we got a voicemail, um, and we're going to play it right now. But first, let me tell you how you can contact us to be a part of our lovely show. You can. Call us at 970-426-5344. Come again. What? what? 970-426-5344. You can leave us a voicemail, ask us a question, suggest a song, movie, TV show, internet video, or anything really for us to talk about. Or you can hit us up via email at whiskeyreel at gmail.com or on social media at Whiskey Reel. So this fucking voicemail came in from a friend of the podcast, an actual one, and uh, let's just play it. What's up, gentlemen? This is Brian from the Greenlight Weekend Podcast, and I just called to say that I'm really impressed with the direction the podcast is going. Rex has obviously made Aaron a much better person. Heard that. Bobby's back to his old Lothario ways, and (laughs) Sean Moe came up with Notorious Gashman, which is a highlight of his life. So, yeah, I just want to say keep it up and let's do a collab soon, boys. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, I don't know. That's what's up, Bri Bri. I've had some uh, things happen in my life. I feel like that's not the highlight of well, my Sean, life. Sean, when you put it in context, mm. it might be top 10. It's true. Um, I Actually, Brian reached out to me. I think I'm going to be doing a, a little appearance over at the Green a Light. Stage? Yeah, a stage? Yeah. Doing a stage? St- doing the- a stage shift over there. They're just going to feed me and not pay me um, over there at the Green Light Weekend. I guess he has a new gentleman that he's doing the show with. Yeah. So Phil, after Phil, so Phil's wife, Coel was pregnant. And so when she had the baby and COVID hit at the exact same time, Brian used it as a reason to get him off the show. Yes. Her. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> no, no, he has to take care of the baby. So, uh, Dave Oakley, who's a server over at steamworks, but does a bunch of comedy with Brian okay. has taken over as uh, the other guest Cool. or yeah. sorry, the other host. And I then th- I guess he's leaving that he's moving back yeah. to Atlanta soon. And then this guy, Keith Winchester is going to be their second host. Winchester. Yeah. No, uh, Keith is the man too. Keith, we should try to get on this program. Um, no, I'm going to be, I think I'm going to go represent the real over there and Hell see what yes. happens. Um, and I, we've said this before. It's going to be much better when they just rotate through us pr- instead of having like six people in a room. Mm-hmm. Not unlike most of the hostesses in this town. <laughs> uh, the hostess Touché. whisperer. Touché. Tell us your Lothario and, ways. By the way, Touché. they need to know that uh, I'm not going over there unless I get a trailer. Oh, uh, no, it's actually in a trailer. Oh. Yeah, well, so you you're go. fine. So no, there fine. you go. The you're whole good. place is one <laughs> big green place room. Is, yeah, there you go. Can I go. kick them all out for like an hour while I <laughs> nope. sit in there and smoke a bowl and <laughs> rub one out? <laughs> it's the green you know, room. Star we- shit. You know, star <laughs> shit. It's the green room weekend because yeah. it is a trailer, <laughs> sir. <laughs> it's actually a triple wide. It's the first one of its kind. Um, I'm pretty sure I asked for Evian water. Yes. Yeah, this is uh, bubbly Perrier. I need stinky <laughs> French fart water. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Thank uh, you, sir. We also uh, have, it's not a voicemail. We've got a call that we're, we're waiting to get to. Our buddy Bustos, a.k.a. Iron Slaughter, and his brother, Wise Pro, a.k.a. Ray Ray. Uh, Raymond, I love you. 
I haven't seen you in a minute. Wow. But I'm thinking about you. It's gross. And Bustos, you're all right. Um, he is ready to do their live performance, sort of. It's a, they're, we're going to kind of stream them in after uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of an intro with him on the phone. So Is he ready? I I'm think pretty he is. stoked about this. This is a... Uh, only happened one other time on yeah, the realness. that we've actually had uh, one other live performance. That was on our 100th yep. episode. Yeah, you right. Yeah, it was. All right, so right. Bustos, you there? What is up, fellas? Aaron, Bobby, and Sean. What up, Bustos? Yeah, uh, thanks up. for the chance to come on, rock a live performance for you, live at the Whiskey Wheel. Um, we are six to seven. I am Iron Slaughter. He is Wasp Pro. Really? We're going to uh, do this song called Solace, uh, produced by uh, my boy As the Colossus. Um, you want to stay updated on any new music and stuff, uh, six or seven music.com. And we're about to get into it. Sunday, some say it's the day of the Lord. Maybe one day down the runway in a plane I'm on board. I'm jetting off to destinations and vacations afford. All of the luxuries and company from the blade of my sword. Blood, sweat, and tears poured. And it came from my forehead. Back breaking labor and the pain I've ignored. It's been a long time coming. Focus, I'm aiming it for it. Maintaining the course. Skywalker taming the force. Ain't taking a loss. Broke bridges, still made it across. Hate in my thought, just so crushing pain in my heart. A day to a gods, a thousand years playing in the dark Language is art, laying it down and saying it is hard My aim for the stars within these patterns stated in bars Debated the lost streets, disciple created a nurse Cowardly and brain dead, on your way to the arse Annihilating your squad, you surprised we made it this far I closed my eyes, watched my dreams shake Found it on a beat tape The sound I brought was deep space Switched my style these days Usually stay shit-faced Came back a bit late But standing here now learn from mistakes My heart was displaced But mama taught me sit straight Hold my head up high Cause all that worrying was like dead weight Learning to express pain You feel it when my chest came Best place Until I saw that look on death's face Pull me out the bed weight Been around those sad days Pitch black rap race Last place back Stage, digging in the ashtrays, turning in my taxes late, driving around smoking crazy eights until the pain's erased. San Jose state of grace, got you on the pay to play. Meanwhile, I paid the way, keep the pen day to day. Addict for the scratch sheet, ever since paper planes, trying to make a classic, but it's obvious I ain't the same. I paint the pain and watch it rain and left the mental stain. I sat in silence, watched the devil play. Out of time, pedals change, hypnotized, gentle saints, played both, yin and yang, same coast. Different slang. Yo, we on this life journey. Still traveling. Just want to thank you for being here. Oh, that was fucking awesome. Thank you, yeah. fucking yeah. Iron Slaughter, and thank you, Wise Pro. I, so I, I will say, um, I believe he said the gentleman that made the beat was As the Colossus. As real, yeah, yeah. I think it's um, As the Colossus or As real Colossus. As real Colossus. Um, I will say, and this is a this. Is Nothing short of a compliment. Uh, I'm a big fan of that easy peasy beat making. Um, I will say the best compliment I can give you. Um, that sounds like Alchemist. Yeah. Um, it came right out of Alchemist shit. And and for that, and for anybody who enjoys what that gentleman's done, um, which is everybody, that's a compliment. Uh, that that beat was very well put together. Uh, it was grimy. Um, and you boys, you boys kicked it. Thank you so much. Um, I, I caught that San Jose state of grace. 
I caught you on that one, dog. And if you want to download that song, uh, which will be coming out soon, that's called Solace. We kind of got a sneak peek of that uh, before anybody else has got to hear it because they only have two verses so far. So um, it's called Solace. You can get it at 6to7music.com. I don't think you can get that song right now, but you can get the shirt that I'm wearing right now. You could get a bunch of other tracks and you can get their albums. Their most recent album, I think, is called A Journal's Blood. It's fantastic. Um, by the way, hey, y'all, Wise Pro, all you guys, Iron Slaughter, where's my shirt? Yeah, <laughs> fucking cheap ass bitches, you know dude. Uh, he sent me this just for. He sent me this in an album, a CD for I thought free. You guys all lived in the Bay and y'all got money, dude. That's what I heard. Bunch <laughs> well, yeah, of tech the thing is, geeks. is, you have to you have to be clearing like a hundred grand a year to get a shitty apartment in San right. no <laughs> just to live in a studio with your nephew. Yeah, we, I love it. We got music in the background now from downstairs. Can you it's, hear it? Yeah, yeah, I could hear it in the background light, though. If we keep if we keep doing right. what we're doing, see if they can hear. Shh, it. Can you guys hear this? Okay, so just to confirm what Bobby said about what kind of country music, the bad kind. Yeah, I think <laughs> you're right about that. that. They can, Let's just say that. They can hear us downstairs, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, no, for sure. Uh, but that's <laughs> not my problem. So, <laughs> yes, we are in um, an, in a theater. There is a film crew in this weekend that are filming a um, country music video downstairs mm-hmm. on stage. And we were basically told, don't come here. <laughs> But I don't work for the Durango Arts Center. Yeah. <laughs> I rent from the Durango Arts yes. Center, so we're here. Yeah, and we might get some bleeding edge kind of country music. So coming if you in. hear just a little bit of that sweet, sweet country sweet, music, sweet you're just gonna have to that forgive s- us. That I'm tangy, sorry, dude. Tangy. Tangy. Hey, fuck off! I like I like some now country you listen, music. You man. listen to what these boys six or seven just put down, and like yeah. the the uh, that elicits a response that I've never had elicited from a country song. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. But that's no, I understand that. Um, I get it. But that's me. It's like we've talked about before. You got to grow up with it to enjoy it. It's very yeah, rare right. you come to a music like that later in your life. I grew into it via my father. Via a vagina. You know what yes, I mean? I know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we cut that? No. Um, absolutely I, uh, <laughs> No, I, you know, I came by country music naturally. My yes. dad was into fucking Marty Robbins and the Outlaws and fucking Haggard and you know all yeah. that shit. You know, mine I mean? was very in, in unnaturally how I got into country music. Garth Brooks, and it was no, it wasn't Garth Brooks. What yes, happened was. was I hated country music forever. I hated it, and then I got invited. My friend Kyle was like, "Hey, dude, we're doing this wakeboarding trip the day after graduation. We're going out to Lake Don Pedro. Do you want to come with us?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah! We're just gonna get hammered on Coors Light and fucking smearing off ice and hang out by the lake and do wakeboarding." So these motherfuckers, all they had was this book of CDs of '90s country music, and it was oh. the only music playing the whole weekend and i was fighting it at first and by the time i got hammered on night two i'm singing along to fucking garth brooks songs and clint black songs and shit Trisha and brooks and dunn and yep. no nah, yeah. no nah, he they mostly had wait a minute back up back up i was gonna let it go <laughs> until you said you said brooks and dunn right yeah brooks and dunn okay okay we're done with this yeah uh, there's that, a couple I, songs on yeah, that thing yeah, but that's the okay. thing it's those okay. that group of that microcosm of songs are pretty much the only ones that i really enjoy when i hear newer ones they're terrible when i hear like shania twain poppy songs i think they're terrible but this group of like 50 songs i heard on that weekend has kind of become part of my personality well when it comes to music and you know i've always been a huge fan of your personality no you're not <laughs> don't lie to people <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that was part of our media coverage. That was part of it. Have you guys um, been watching The Boys? The Boys dropped on September 4th or 2nd? I saw the first app. 
You saw um, the first I, episode. I'm not four in. I'm trying to wait for Rex to catch up on the first season. Oh, so yeah. are we four in now? Because I'm I'm three in. Friday I the there first was the fourth three. episode okay. came out, so, and I watched the fourth episode. And the third, what they so they're following the same formula that um, uh, Lovecraft Country is doing, where they're like release a few so people can get into it, and then start releasing one a week. I'm Which not is, sure what the reasoning you know behind what? it that's, is. That's a weird tack on that particular thing because there's already been a season. Mm-hmm. So And they released it the in halves, didn't people they? That the, last the people that would have enjoyed it the first time want all of it. And granted, don't give it to me all at once. I get it. But... I don't know, maybe, are they trying to retroactively get people interested just because there's a second season? Because I don't, that's a very particular style of television. I I don't know if people that didn't like it the first time are going to come around on the second season. It's not as different if you think about the fact that there's eight episodes in a season and the last time they released the first half, which was four episodes, and then they waited and then they released the second half. It's not very different to release the first three episodes, and now we're actually going to get the final episodes faster because they're doing it once a week for the next four weeks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and maybe you. it's uh, help people catch up. They don't feel like there's too much because that's what mm, happened with me with Game of Thrones. Go. I fought yeah. it for so long because I was like, there's seven seasons of this hour long show. I don't know if I've got it in me to sit down and watch all of right. it. Right. Yeah. Right. No, that may, I guess it makes sense. I, I, I know it's obviously from a marketing standpoint, it's got nothing to do with like some sort of highfalutin continuity. For, thing. From well, a marketing standpoint, sorry, I think it's a failure because it, when I looked at the boys and I saw the three episodes, their star rating had gone down to two and a half stars for the entire series with thousands of reviews and when you clicked on the reviews all of them were recent one stars going you should have released the entire season so it drove their ratings uh, on the platform down really to weird, ridiculously dude. low so they, people were shitting on them via yeah. ratings and because to give they you an idea more? to give you an idea the phantom so with billy zane has like four stars on there like right. every movie has so just, a lot of and series has a lot of stars <laughs> yeah and we all know what that movie was let's be honest but I enjoyed it. The first episode was a bit, they did a great job of continuing what was happening. Um, they, they did not fucking did not put their foot on the brake. I know Sean, you were saying the third and fourth episode really get the yes. gas gets hit. The first but, two episodes are a lot of exposition. You get you back into exploding and shit going down and fucking, you know, uh, that I'm okay with it. Like I thought they did a great job getting back into the second season. Yeah. And plus the, the uh, reappearance of the butcher was fantastic. How they did it at the very God, end. God, I love and that man. It yeah. was. He, I love that dude, man. Urban is just Carl Urban's he's a nerd. So, Christ, <laughs> he's getting so over the top, just over the top. <laughs> like his acting is so awesomely over the top in this that I can't. It, it's killing me. It's so yeah. funny. He's become genre perfection. He is. Right, he, he just gets dropped into Everything you properties, in. and you're just like, he's perfect. He didn't really get on my radar until Scotty. he was Bones McCoy, or, and oh, he wow. was dead nuts on. Like he somehow embodied everything that DeForest Kelly was in that role, while right. also making it have a little bit more swagger. Not even Judge Dredd. He was the uh, oh, Judge Dredd's a, no, because this is the, that was before uh, 2009. The new Star Trek came out. Judge Dredd was like the 10 or 11. Yeah, it was in it between. Was two, so he was really the tweener. Yeah. Oh, okay. But before that, Carl Urban was on. Um, I mean. I I think the first thing we saw him in was the second born film. Yeah. The yes. Born, where he played the bad guy. Yeah. Born um, Supreme. No ultimatum. But was, and he was Supremacy. in, uh, he was in Lord of the Rings too. Wasn't he? I think it was, he was, early he, as was that. he was one of the writers of Rohan. He was yes. the son. He yes. was right. the prince. So that's where we really first saw him, but I don't remember him but from it, that. It at was all. kind of a non, he didn't have a whole lot yeah. to do or say. Uh, he just showed up yeah. at the proper you moment. Mean, you don't, you don't yeah. remember him in the Pathfinder. Um, the Pathfinder <laughs> was his sort of Conan 
Viking, well, yeah, was Native okay. American weird thing. That was it was not, not okay. Fucking awful. Movie. It was not okay. Yeah, um, but most people know him as Bones McCoy, and then you just put him in Thor three, oh, and he's fucking which, dope. Jesus Christ. Christ. Stole Scourge. every scene he was in. Every literal moment yeah. he was on screen, he was the best thing on. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. Bo. My stuff. <laughs> My yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, when, he's when, like, when I'm from camera, America. <laughs> when the camera cuts back to him with the shake weight. Yeah, shake weight. Pretty Come fucking on. amazing. Come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dread is one of the most underappreciated <sighs> super, uh, well, comic comic book properties. Dread, of in 10 of, years, Dread will be like Blade Runner is now. Speaking of yeah. Game of Thrones, dude, fucking Lena, what's her name? Lena Hetty. Hetty. Yeah. She was fucking amazing. Dude. Mama. That's so, Mama. They had so many. That, that is a tremendously underrated sci-fi movie. Like, yeah. I, I and I call it sci-fi, not action, because it was heavier than it was. I mean, it was more. he's no Sylvester Stallone, Judge Shred. But you know, I have thank God, <laughs> I can't break the law. It, bar- I have the law. it did borrow heavily from the raid, uh, um, but had. It held up on its own. They, there was some amazing visual effects in Dread. Un, that was ha- like, never happened. Never before. had happened before with mm-hmm. the slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the slow motion thing. The, the whole it was like, yeah, and the idea of like fucking with someone while time slows down for them right. is, is truly cruel. Super yes. dark. Yeah, super dark. Super dark. Great idea. Um, the movie turned out really fucking amazing. I love it. Um, I wish they made nine of them. I think it's, Sean. That was one that got he, zero mark. It, 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 that luckily. They didn't spend any money fucking advertising that movie at all. Right. So they didn't. I think maybe it was one of those like even if it does poorly, we'll still break it closer to breaking even than if we try to pr- promote the shit out of it and then it doesn't do well. Yep. Yep. Because I don't I don't remember seeing ads for it at all. Nah. I didn't see an it ad until it was radar. like available for video on demand now. And I was like, there's a fucking judge. And I, you know, I follow those fucking streams. Mm-hmm. I follow up on superhero and comic book movies. Yep. And I didn't even see any articles. I, I think I saw that one in the theater. Did you? Yeah. Did you That's really? awesome. I didn't yeah. see it till it came out for rental on right. streaming. But right. any, but anyway, boys, you're saying you guys, you're three in, you're all four oh, in. I'm, I'm one four in. in what and you, I'll tell you now. Is four. it as good as I think it's going to be? Pat, Patton Oswalt shows up in a really weird cameo oh, that yes. we will not spoil. I'm not. It's I haven't so even fantastic. watched the clip because I don't want to ruin it. That's it's an episode two. So fucking good. Awesome. It's so fucking good. It's awesome. so good. Everything that comes out of Patton Oswalt's mouth is magic, anyways. Yeah. And you put him in this context. Yeah. And let's say that Patton Oswalt is a buy for me. Has to do with. The deep, you know, the rapey guy from yeah, the first yeah. season, he's kind of back. He kind of shows up more, and we're starting to see more of his arc. An arc it's yeah. an interesting arc that they're doing because you're they're they're doing a really good job of making you not necessarily sympathize with them, but kind of follow them and go, all right, what's going on? Here? I actually <laughs> feel bad. I mean, I know we haven't gotten into it, and granted, he's a total piece of shit creep. But man, his fall from grace that they've done, because yeah. remember, I just got done with episode one. His fall from grace has been spectacular, dude. Well, they have launching the goddamn... fucking thing through the windshield yes. was such a, <laughs> such a great visual. And see, yeah, it's so and then, pretty awesome. I'll say this. There's no shortage of amazing visuals in season two. They've elevated it slightly. I think that it's they have a little bit more money now that it's successful. Um, especially in, in episode four, there's a there's an effect that is practical and it's ridiculous and it's gross and I think everybody's gonna love it. I don't want to give it. Okay, away yeah, don't don't, don't tell me. But anyway, watch the boys. It's good. Yeah, it's what we absolutely. do. We're com- we're comic book 
dicks. Any other like, what we media like. notes before we move on to music? Uh, um, I don't I really did. have anything. Um, I watched you? the new Raised by Wolves. They took a, oh, they yeah. took their foot three. off. Yeah. They took their foot off three. the gas just to do some story work, which is going to happen in any series. I have hey, a question this series, for you, though. Great, you take all a, the time you yeah, want. Yeah, I have a. I, doesn't mean it wasn't any less impactful. It was yeah. just not as fucking. Oh my god! Uh, but there were a couple of those moments. Um, I have a question for you since we talked about Ridley Scott last week and yeah. Tony Scott. The last guy, uh, you know, this is being directed by David Scott. Any relation? Oh, I don't know. I'm David thinking Scott. it's a son, a cousin, Possibly. an uncle, Let's... a nephew. Huh. Can Carol? Uh, let me call her. She doesn't. Okay, I get one of these a week. So let me call her and be nice. <clears throat> hey, Carol. Yes, sweetie. Um, wow. I yeah, know, that was I know. Um, hey, can you do me a favor? The last director of Raised by Wolves was a Scott. I'm wondering, is it any relation to Ridley or Tony? Hold on, checking now. She's being really overly pleasant. It's really freaking me out. Nothing I can find shows any relation. Weird, dude. That's I, strange. It's only because, I mean, obviously the Scott name. I mean, you, I, I thought instantaneously it was like a cousin or a nephew. And how many fucking good directors do you have in your family, you dicks? Yeah, how many? You know just, what I mean? There's got to be six it. Scots coming up right Talk now. Talk about give fucking give a job to somebody else. Christ Almighty, but um, but dude, it's really good. They've got their Strong continuing. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Scott oh, Lives God. Matter. Um, <laughs> Jesus, I, I was just saying that the Raised by Wolves still continuing to be good. Yeah, very bleak, still awesome. Um, I watched that. I also uh was watching a movie with walnuts yesterday. Yeah, well, I, I made him take the day off. Yes. You guys watched Departed for the 400th time? Departed. <laughs> no, but we did play, by the way, that man made. We went to the farmer's market, still might have been a little bit intoxicated. Um, uh, at about 8 in the morning, me, him, and Rex go to the farmer's market. We're buying stuff. We're just laughing because we're still kind of fucking on the tipsier end of life. And we get some coffee, do that. All of a sudden, we walk past a, past a place that has duck bacon. And Ooh. I look at it and I'm like, we're getting duck bacon. And then I look at Mike and I said, we're doing duck bacon Rubens. First thing I thought of. So we bought boar's head corned beef, fresh rye from bread. We brought a uh, super, it's called super Emmentaler, which is basically like super Swiss. Okay. Mike made uh, the thousand islands. Um, we did that with duck bacon, corned beef, rye, made it like a canner style Giant oh, bad boy. God, I fucking love that um, shit. It was, it put, it literally ruined our day. It put us down. It was like, it, it, it was an amazing experience. But if you've never had a duck bacon <laughs> Wait, so ruby, is it just bacon that's fried in duck fat or is it no, 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 from no. duck? No, no, no. It's bacon made from duck. It's bacon made so from duck. So they take okay. duck breast and then smoke it and cure it like bacon. Nice. And then we cook that and put it with corned beef and did all the hits, bro. And it was... Spick fucking tacular. And, and I didn't is, mean to sound racist when I said that. And I'm this sorry, Booster. So you made these sandwiches just so you guys could watch Fever Pitch with Jimmy Fallon and Drew. No, Barrymore we watched together, the right? girl. At, we watched Actually, it was the Pitch girl. Perfect three. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> we watched, I knew Pitch was involved. We watched the girl with all the gifts, ah. which is a great zombie, unheralded zombie movie. I've never Glenn seen Close. Fucking really good movie. Really? Patty Patty Constantine's in it, which what? is one of my favorite character actors heard, of all time. I've heard the title, but I don't think mm-hmm. I ever like. It's a it's it. a very post apocalyptic zombie, totally different take on a zombie movie. See, that's the thing. I heard, I saw so many different takes on zombie shit for so long that I kind of got numb to it and was like, I'm only going to watch like Dawn of the Dead, like the old school shit. It's tremendous. 
And as a and to button up the, your conversation about walnuts, um, when he showed up <laughs> the other day, <laughs> I mean, he had a look on his face that was troubling, haunting, <laughs> haunting. He looked like a garden gnome had ear fucked him like all night. Hundred percent. Like, that's how like confused. Oh, he was, he was truly he was. befuddled. He was befuddled Buff- about what had happened to him. Um, it was bad. I put him in front of a bunch of ratchet girls throwing their butts around. And <laughs> this is what happens, brother. This is what happens. If you need we to were... track these roving groups of butt shakers, Aaron has a special call and bait. It's, it's called mo- cocaine. No. And no cocaine. is the bait? No, I just scream hootie hoo in the middle of Maine. And then all of a sudden stuff starts happening. It's really fucking weird. Um, oh, but, gosh. but no, had a great, had a, had a great time doing that. But, uh that's all the media that I have for, as far as the boys and, and raised by wolves. There hasn't been mm-hmm. a ton of new stuff. I've seen some corny horror movies that eh, don't even, aren't even worth it. You know what sucks? I've seen slowing down is Netflix has been really good about putting new comedy specials out and they finally stopped kind of, they ran out of the ones they'd they already did. filmed. They did. And so that's the thing that's hurting for me is not seeing new comedy specials. So I'm just starting to go to YouTube now, to watch clips. Everybody's <laughs> going to Whitney Cummings uh, uh, driveway. Apparently yeah. is the mm-hmm. new comedy hotspot in mm-hmm. LA yeah. after everybody's moved out. Joey Diaz went back to New Jersey. Theo Vaughn went to Tennessee. Fucking Rogan went to Austin. Everybody's yep. just bouncing, man. Yep. And God oh, bless him because LA's on fire. I guess mm-hmm. in, a, in a month when uh, Ted Lasso wraps up their season because they're doing a traditional week by week. We haven't really talked rollout. about Ted Lasso that uh, much. We should. I'm, I'm full on, but I think that's some that's something we could wait till they're done. I don't I don't know if it's twelve, ten or twelve episodes, but okay. Let, but let when us that get season's caught up. over, but that'd be awesome to have like listeners. I some catch gotta, up on this. Some's show. gotta stop for me first. So once Lovecraft Country's over, I will resolve to watch all of Ted Lasso for the podcast. No, I can fit a podcast. I'll I'll fit it in. I'll fit it in yeah. for sure. Dude, and you're gonna gonna it, are you are you gonna pencil it in? You're gonna pencil I'm him a busy for a man, lunch. homie. They're Tuesday lunch. Jason Sudeikis is a goddamn treat. He's just um, a wonderful. Everyone's human. great in He's it. He's hilarious. And do you, it's a weird, optimistic, he, funny, cute, sweet thing. It's so entirely unironic. Yeah, and interesting. Yet, Maybe that's why it's so refreshing and fun to watch. Is it less ironic than this country music in the background? <laughs> that I'm listening to? I know. I can't wait to see if this actually comes through the recording. It's gonna, I'm going to make sure it does. Absolutely. It's rough. I'm going to try to bring it up so that it's just a light soundtrack behind. Well, well Sean, whole episode. I don't. I don't want to put what I'm going to do in behind uh, uh, Iron Slaughter and Wise Pro shit. Sean, what uh, do you have anything? Uh, you mentioned yeah, so, you something you heard. Um, it might not be new, but still, dope. it's not necessarily that new. But it's something new to me and new to us. Uh, my YouTube algorithm puts a lot of Seth Meyers content because I watch his closer look bits a lot. Okay. So every now and again, his the musical performances will come through. Super. And good. I think this was just before the pandemic. He had a musical performance from a group, and it just started playing in the background after one of my videos. And right. I was like, oh, I fucking dig this song, and it made me think of Bobby because it's kind of angry girl rock <laughs> is it from angry the uk though? it's a little angry the, if the way that the lead singer performs the way she uses the microphone and the way she angrily screams into Can it we just call it girl rock no because i like the they're angry part always of it angry. they're always angry <laughs> trust me so this group's called bones uk and the song's called pretty waste the Not song like is called waste pretty waste like, like garbage like refuse yeah, like waste waste human waste fecal matter
I love those nine inch nailsy sort of yeah. that that filter they use on the bass yeah. Yeah. is just straight out of Trent Reznor's fucking yeah. bag of tricks. But I love it and I love yeah. that I I it feels like that's like the song they play either as you're getting ready to go out or right when you walk <laughs> through the doors of a club. Yep. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like fucking ready. Or a, or a roller derby bout. Or a roller derby bout. Yeah, or... that'd be a nice intro. I got hit up by it by them, by the way. What's another angry chick stuff. event? That oh, you really? could, what's yeah. another angry lady event? Said, you could go, a uh, PTA meeting. You could play this as you're, as you walk <laughs> in. PTA. As you're the full on Karen mom that's about to destroy a teacher's life. During your hysterectomy. Yeah, right, or no, right after when you're still on the drugs, <laughs> show up to your PTA meeting, still in your gown, angry, Ew. curlers in, mascara running, Just but you've got some opinions. <laughs> you're about to share nice. them. So they want Home Slice to to sponsor the Roller Girls. Yeah, I think they should specifically sponsor the Pepperoni Rolls. Those fat broads. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a nipple dig. No. I thought it was going to be pepperoni Christ. roll nipple dig, dude. No. Okay, nah. just kidding. Nah. Um, you we, think they'd be skinnier as much as they skin? This year's no. season is brought to you by Smart Food Cheddar Flavored Popcorn. <laughs> it's our number one food group. It's brought to you by Carbo Loading. Carbo Loading. Do you need to do it? No. Uh, I bet the invention of seltzers, hard seltzers, has probably almost destroyed the sport of roller derby. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> they say they're only 100 calories, but, that's, but if when you, you drink have 14 17 of them, of them yeah. <laughs> you know, that's pretty rad. Uh, yeah. So, Aaron, Dude, I love that song. I, I actually, that's like, that's like a groovy. I could make babies to that song. I did. Yeah. That's the I thing. It was fight a, to that song. It's one of those songs that I just find myself bobbing my head to, you know, like yeah. up and down like this. Yep. Yeah. Plus, like you said, when the audience couldn't hear it, but you're like, you can only pull off this repetitive beginning of the song with a with strong a Cockney, Cockney accent. Yeah. Because, but you can't say pretty face. You have to say pretty. Well, if, well you had, if you had that guy Fred from B-52s do it, he could probably pull that off. What Schneider. a waste of a pretty face. <laughs> what a waste. What a waste. What a waste of a pretty uh, face. I want to hear that. That's not I terrible. I want to hear that. Um, so we're going to go back. We're going to go back to the classics. And in that, I mean uh, a new song. Uh, but a classic gentleman. Yeah. This is one of Bobby and I's favorite MCs of all time. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. No, sorry, friend of a friend of a podcast. Ian, yeah, exactly. Sir, Sir Ian McAesop um, doing his thing. Uh, every now and then this man pops out of nowhere and drops a little dime. The only reason I really picked this one, sure, I love it. Sure, it's Aesop. We're geeks for him. We're shameless fanboys of this guy. The thing that made this more interesting than others is number one, the video is extremely interesting. Yeah. Two, he produced it for himself, which mm -hmm. he doesn't always do. And three, this is the darkest, one of the darkest Aesop songs. Mm -hmm. Typically he's like tongue in cheeky or very nostalgic with an edge or there's like a little kind of a rougher edge to what he does. But like yeah. this, when you read the lyrics and luckily he posted the lyrics on YouTube. So if you guys go to YouTube and bring up the video, we're going to talk about, he has all of his lyrics posted. It's it's stream of consciousness, but it's smart and it's not necessarily light at the end of the tunnel. Like he usually is. This is pretty dark yep. and I love him for it because and this is in support of a, a new album, I think that's dropping yeah, in October. Yeah, in October. Okay. But I, and I'm really interested to see if he did all of his own production because that would be the first time he did it. Yeah, it might. Yep. It might. I think so. I think it's gonna Spirit World Field Guide. Spirit World Field Guide, the, which the makes an appearance in the in the it, video that exactly, we're about to yep. say. It's called The Gates. Pay special attention to the to the hook. 
Because mm-hmm. uh, when he's saying I'm getting the heads down and basically I don't give a shit, my hood's down, and it's like the on both sides of bloodlust. It's it's a darker version of him. I think he's. I think maybe the world's finally caught up with him a little bit mm-hmm. by virtue of everything happening and the and the shittiness of what's happening in the world. But there's a certain um, intensity and feeling of this song that I don't get from all of his songs. He's had more introspective and pain songs about his family and family members that have died and things of that nature. But this feels just angry yep. for him. But and it's I awesome. Like it. The gates. I know East Pass seem broken. I'll go marching in. I'm all OEO. I know rodeo from these pony shows. I don't stay for tea. You can't slow Dakota go. Coyote alone and ghost them in the goddamn smoke. Your nose go to go. Fresh pop my favorite mug. Ace rock my base sucked. Agent all things deep six to feel like I was put here to keep the crypt. I get tired of bread. I might eat the rich. I ain't seen a leader. Just feed a fish. You want free weed. You want free shit. I mean, dude. I was at the gates. Wolf said my boots on. No bullshit. And on both sides of that tough love. They're both mud. That's what's up. That's what's up. Dude, that song is so fucking good. See, I love hearing Aesop um, sound more like Aesop. I mean, he was getting, he was experimenting more and more over the last yeah, 10 like years. Yeah, he did that Lice album with Homo yeah. Sam, man. So this, that's really dope. Though. Not to say that shit's not good, and maybe yeah. I'm just, it's, it's, it, I'm waiting for it to affect me better Malibu than when. Can. Yeah. yeah. But this shit is, is tried and true classic Aesop. Yeah, man. Yep. He just sounds like he's, a, he's getting to be that old, angry man that I always hoped he would be. Um, cause he's just sounds powerful yep. doing that. I fucking dig um, it. Strong shit, man. Strong hey, shit. I think it is time for us to clutch the pearls Aesop's, of wisdom. All the Aesops. Aesopses. Brothers. My pearl of wisdom is don't try to play the saints and think you're going to get over <laughs> on them. Cause you're going to go down 17 to seven at halftime. Did, did, did you hear yeah, that? That's, that's NFC a, South. That's Cause right. that's the only people that can. <laughs> That's not true. Dude. Everybody's scared of the black and gold, honey. Um, hey, no, you know what? That my was real, my high school colors, and we loved it. My we real, had Saints fucking You mean the, wear. the, the Santa Cruz doll the, the arch The Archbishop Mini <laughs> Monarchs. <laughs> of course. We were lions. Was monarchs of event? the jungle. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> hey, it was now, better than the Bellarmine Bells. They had a fucking, the, the all-boys Catholic school we played against had a bell mascot. A kid in a giant cumbersome bell costume who was easy to fuck with. Like, we just beat the living shit out of that bell. I thought it would be Belle from Beauty and the Beast. No, and like a dressed bell. up like a fucking bell. bell. Like yeah, a that's bell. the mascot. Yeah, that's the Bellarmine Bells. Like the Santa Cruz banana slugs. Yeah, you see Santa Cruz, baby. Um, they have a decent film program. I'll go first because I never do. Um, easy peasy for me this week. It was super easy. It's uh, holding yourself accountable. Mm. Let's be accountable. Um, when you say you're going to do something, do it. And um, when you when you... Do something, um, and it's not what you said you were going to do. At least explain it. Um, don't don't let it flood out there in the ether. Be accountable for your actions in your personal life, in your work life. Mm-hmm. Period. And a story. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I have a mini pearl in between before you go next, Bobby. But okay. you can't have two fucking pearls of wisdom. You wasted it on fucking the don't play the saints. <laughs> so you can't steal that, time. That again. wasn't a pearl. That was a pearl. You can't. Well, now, okay. Can we say now? If you say some stupid pearl out, that's your pearl. That was a diamond. (laughs) (laughs) Bobbeth? I'm going to be completely honest. I don't have a lot of wisdom this week because I just haven't thought about it because I've done nothing this week but dumb shit. (laughs) Fair enough. Now, there is a pearl of wisdom hidden within that. (laughs) Stop doing dumb shit. It has not revealed itself as of yet. Like you're waiting for the sword to develop. Yeah. (laughs) 
probably, well, I mean, that's sort of an other shooter drop scenario <laughs> for sure. But, <laughs> um, but I will say this. I have been okay at sort of drawing lines in the sand hmm. um, in like certain aspects of my life, whether it's professional, personal, blah, blah, blah. Because I feel like one thing we don't do very well is, is define our relationships to the point where we have very distinct boundaries. Oh, so and you set expectations, managing people's expectations. Managing expectations. That's actually a really good way to put it is like um, you need to understand what people expect from you. Mm-hmm. And you need to understand that you're not always going to meet those expectations. Also, sometimes people have unreasonable expectations of you and you need to be willing to impart that wisdom on them. Like, hey, you're not being reasonable with me. Mm-hmm. You yeah. need to manage everybody's expectations. Yeah. Like, it's a really stupid example. I have a customer that uh, wanted me, asked me over and over again. I was doing a project for him. He's like, well, but can you build me a little website? Can you build me a little website? And I'm like, no, I don't do websites. Yeah. It's not what I do. I'll cut but what I can want. do is I can build you a, like, a little landing page. Here's your contact info. Here's this blah, blah, blah. I can put something like that together. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there needs to be an expectation. I'm not a web developer. Some guys are just going to knock that out overnight in three hours or whatever. It's probably going to take me a fucking week, and it has, mm-hmm. to get around to getting it all done. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's an expectation that I tried to set with this gentleman. Yep. He's still pissed. Well, it's well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's not that you don't get to – it's kind of like the uh, old Mitch Hedberg joke where they're like, just because you're a stand-up comment, they're like, oh, yeah, well, do you act? It's like you can't walk up to a chef who's like, I'm a chef, and they go, oh, yeah, well, do you farm? It's like, no, dude, just because this is in the same realm doesn't mean. So, yeah. And he's a sweetheart. I love the guy. He's a great guy, but yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. You, but you did your best to manage expectations. My, my pearl of wisdom is going to latch onto yours and go, no matter how hard you try sometimes to manage people's expectations and tell them at every juncture, this is how this is going. I just want to reiterate, you keep kind of going back to what your expectations were before and you can manage them as hard as you want. And some people are just going to be so hard headed that they're just somebody that you probably shouldn't be working with or be in a relationship with if you meet if two if a you know what do they say mm-hmm. an immovable object mm-hmm. meets yeah, a irresistible uh, irresi- force yes or uh, yeah or uh, <laughs> unstoppable force and an immovable object no, no it's, it's irresistible it's force irresistible force <laughs> <laughs> i rarely interrupt your pearls of wisdom by you the should. way i like it but that one i had to because you did irresistible force. irresistible force <laughs> irresistible so if you are dealing with irresistible forces of booty Please give me a call and I will exchange pussy for a fish sandwich. Wow. Wow. That's a redundant statement. <laughs> so, guys, dark horse fucking jokeman over here guys, comes in at the end. Guys, have a wonderful week. I'm sorry I wasn't as robust as usual, but I'm I'm watching my team play the worst number 12 of all time. What I should have and done is gotten video of your very like loudly silent reactions. Hey man, when we're holding Tom Brady to fucking <laughs> when he, he can't move the ball against my team with this many weapons, suck a dick dude. The only thing that sucks worse than fucking Tom Brady is Primus. Right.